Welcome to the Soul Traveler Podcast, an exploration of conscious living with your host, Jennifer Mitchell of The Soul Experience. Join Jennifer as she explores the quantum realms of the subconscious mind and all aspects of spirituality. Driven by curiosity and a thirst for knowledge, topics will stretch the boundaries of your imagination and revive your mind, body, and soul. Hey there, lovely souls. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with Mandeep Kosala, the founder of the Kundalini Collective. We discuss the science behind Kundalini and how this powerful practice can expand your consciousness. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please support the show by giving us a five-star rating and by sharing a review on Apple Podcasts. I hope that you're ready to explore the quantum realms and broaden your perspective because today's episode is really special. To discover more about upcoming episodes, please make sure to join our Facebook group at The Soul Traveler, or follow me on Instagram or TikTok at Jennifer Mitchell, Q-H-H-T. Hey, Mandeep. Welcome to the show today. How are you doing? Thank you, Jennifer. As we say in my world, Satnam. I'm doing terrific. Thank you so much. And you? I am wonderful. Very excited for this conversation today. I've been looking forward to it all week. Me too. Yeah. For sure. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Such a pleasure. And I would love to just start with you maybe telling listeners a little bit about your journey and how you discovered Kundalini and the impact that it's had on your life. Yeah, sure. I began my journey as a yogi, really as an awakened yogi back when I was 33 years old. Uh, That was quite some time ago, but I had a big self-initiation of an awakening then and uh, was in a lot of physical pain, a lot of emotional pain, just trauma-related, et cetera. And um, began going to very gentle yoga classes and became a yoga teacher in 2000. Uh, At that point, I was 39 and I started my journey of healing my body. And then uh, about 10 years go by and uh, lots of fantastic, you know, upgrades that happened during that time. But in 2006, I had a direct connection with Kundalini. It literally came into my life very like boom, left field. It was very, it was actually unexpected. I wasn't looking for it. I was very content. So I thought in my Hatha practice that I had, but I went to a Kundalini workshop and had just this incredible, uh, oh my gosh, this is the missing piece. And so that was over 17 years ago. And I have just been going steadily with a very daily, regular Kundalini practice that is 30 minutes or less, and it creates profound, profound stability, changes, upgrades, downloads, transmit, however you want to put it. It just brings me into my center every single moment that is my anchor. I just love hearing that. And <laughs> I, I love being able to share yeah. it for sure. And, you know, one thing that you said that really resonated for me was that trauma was like your catalyst for awakening. And it's so incredible how that is. I feel like 
when we go through something traumatic, it just cracks us wide open so mm-hmm. that we can receive and all these things start coming from the universe. And it really broadens our awareness. Mm-hmm. So talk to me a little bit. Like, What was your very first Kundalini session like as a beginner? And like, what advice also would you give to somebody who's interested in experiencing it for the first time? Well, okay. So I'm a very intense person. And so when I go into something, I go in all the way. I'm not fooling around. I don't recommend doing that. Actually. What I do recommend though, is that you find a spiritual teacher. I'm in Las Vegas, so I'm certainly available for that, but you find a spiritual teacher that you resonate with and you start to build community support and you start going to regular daily classes and just get an idea of what that feels like in your body, in your mental state, in your energetic fields. And then start to explore, maybe going deeper. I do recommend that you immerse yourself in maybe some deeper training, some deeper transformational courses that uh, I certainly offer as well. There are lots of other teachers that do offer that I can recommend. But that's the way that I recommend to start working with Kundalini because it's such a powerful energy. You really want to make sure that your pranic systems, your pranic balance in your body, which is your life force energy, which is your uh, connected to your nervous system, is ready to really handle the, the intense energy of Kundalini. Mm-hmm. And so I know that part of the Kundalini is the chanting and the vibration of mantras. So yes. what effect does that vibration have? I've heard it actually has a great impact on the pineal gland. What, what can you tell me about that? Well, sure. Um, It's very scientific. And I love getting into this aspect of it because it is, uh, it's metaphysical. It's an applied yogic science. It's a technology. This is how I refer to it because Mm -hmm. that is what it is. So when we're chanting, the tip of the tongue contains the meridian energetic cluster of the central nervous system. And it's tapping the roof of the mouth in a specific pattern, which contains 84 other meridian points. It's like playing a drum, playing an instrument. Directly above the roof of the mouth is your pituitary gland. Your pituitary gland uh, is known as the command center. It is the master gland of all the glandular system. And it has a direct impact on, it, it is actually, it is your third eye. It is your intuition. It affects the frontal lobe of the brain. It works with the connective tissue of the hypothalamus and also directly stimulates the pineal gland, which is in the center of your brain. So you have a self-exalted experience just from chanting. Like when we opened up, I said, Satnam, that's an opening right there. Wow, that's so amazing and incredible. I just love actually learning about this. And yes, Kundalini allows you to tap into, am I hearing like, like the nervous system, which would expand your consciousness. Is that a correct statement? Would help to expand your higher consciousness. Yes, the nervous system, it's about approximately 72,000 channel energies known as nadis or string, streams, threads, nadi means string or thread of energy transmission. And so it's wiring, It's, it's like our electrical harness. And where does it connect to? The spine. So the spine is really the core, it's like the motherboard, I suppose, of this whole system that we work with because the spine contains the chakra energy. It's where we awaken the Kundalini so that it vibrates and spirals up. And it's very much the central 
uh, channel of energy that we work with very uniquely with this Kundalini technology. Mm-hmm. And could anybody learn Kundalini or do you recommend like a different type of yoga or practice first as like a segue into Kundalini? No, please. I recommend everybody to practice Kundalini. Mm-hmm. It, it is so powerful. You can certainly add other practices into it if that's what you wish to do, but I can't recommend enough having a core basic Kundalini practice at this time on the planet because we're so bombarded and influenced or attempted to be influenced by external forces that don't really have our highest intention, our highest good in uh, as the outcome. And um, I don't, I'm not a doom, doom and gloomer, doom mm-hmm. and gloomer, but I'm very pragmatic and I'm very aware that this is mm-hmm. happening. I would absolutely agree with that statement. 100%. I knew you would. <laughs> yes, I, did. I really worked to not be a doom and gloomer either. I had a lot of that in my childhood. and But I am highly aware. I feel like right now is really, there's nobody can deny that there is a shift and there is like this struggle. I feel like it's like a spiritual struggle between good and evil and you know, the indoctrination of images and things. And we could go all day about that. Sure. But I think that it, the first stop is just, you know, being aware and, and mindful, mindful mm. of what you subject your conscious mind to because it is yeah. programming. Correct. And yeah. So again, we could go all day talking about that. I, I am curious though, what, what is the origin of Kundalini? It is an e- a rather ancient practice, is it correct? Like, what is the origin? Yes, there's a lot of controversy actually about the origin hmm. uh, in this tradition. Yogi Bhajan is a controversial yogi. Uh, he came over from the India Punjab area. He was a very devoted Sikh. He was a minister in the Sikh Dharma. He was also a Hatha and Kundalini master by the age of 16. Uh, He was a very powerful person in general. He was a military man. He was a very interesting man in general, really. Uh, Anyway, he came over in the late 60s uh, via Canada and then down into the Los Angeles area and began to made an, an announcement to the headquarters back in India that I'm going to begin teaching Kundalini publicly. He created a huge amount of uh, controversy in India by saying and doing that, because prior to that, it had been kept very closely, secretly guarded by the Sikhs in particular, Mm. and only taught to royalty and the military, because it is such a powerful, tantric, potent with powers that you can obtain practice. Mm. Um, So he began to teach it quite openly. Mm-hmm. And the controversy lies in that he, in his military practice, went to all over different parts of India and Kashmir and would seek out these yogis and beings who were sequestered in very remote areas that contained these jewels of information that were tantric and traditional Taoist uh, practice, Buddhist practice. And then he compiled it all together with the Kundalini general tradition And this is what we practice today because he devoted his life to teaching this amazing technology over uh, there's well over a thousand Kriyas recorded uh, well over a thousand meditations. I mean, it's a vast legacy that he left us 
it's very easy to find him on YouTube and really look at and follow what he teaches directly, which is what I do. I don't alter anything because why would I, you know, it's, it would be silly for me to do that. That's my opinion. So it's a very specific formula to obtain the path of freedom, which is an ascension process of energy as well as the descension process as well. You want to have both of those happening. Ascension is enlightenment. Descension is manifestation. We're creatures of manifestation. We're creatures of the earth. So we want to have both of those in balance, like the Taurus, like the toroidal field. It's working with the unified field of energy. So this practice of Kundalini, it's hard to say how old it is exactly. Yoga itself has been always been a verbal tradition uh, up till about, I would say, a thousand, maybe 500 years ago. And then it started to be transcribed into writing. So it's mysterious, just like a lot of things that we're discovering on the planet with uh, ancient alien technology becoming prevalent and obvious. All of these things can be very mysterious, but I just know it works. <laughs> That's one of my favorite shows, by the way, that I binge watch is Ancient Alien. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And it's, it's, it's it so feels cool. so like true. It does. Mm-hmm. I mean, they back mm-hmm. it up with all kinds of science. I, I love watching that show. <laughs> For the benefit of our listeners, could you expand on what exactly is a Kriya? Can you define that? Sure. Uh, Kriya, and there are several other traditions in yoga mm-hmm. that utilize Kriya. So Kriya Yoga um, is a series of movement, breath, mantra, visualization, all combined in a very specific formula for a real specific outcome. So you do it very systematically as it's delivered because you're building the energy and it also includes a lot of diagonal energy that you want to utilize to cut through things so that you can get to that point that might be a very different experience for you. Mm -hmm. So that's what Kriya Yoga is. Mm -hmm. And for someone who maybe like just starts doing Kundalini, what kind of impact or effect does that have? Like, do you start to receive downloads? Do your dreams expand? Like as you start to step in and like expand your consciousness, like what could somebody maybe like expect or what's typical or common? Oh, man, everyone's unique these days. I don't know. It depends on your lifestyle. If you've got a really clean lifestyle, you're going to have a different experience. If you're drinking or consuming other substances, etc., you're going to have a different experience. It just depends. Honestly, when I first started practicing Kundalini, I did not have a clean vessel. I had a a pretty intense addiction to uh, marijuana and had been for quite some time. It was a a way of me uh, self-medicating with my trauma issues. So anyway, I was able to release that intense hook, which I was convinced I wasn't going to ever be able to let it go. Addiction runs very deep in my family lineage Mm -hmm. in five days, Jennifer. Wow. Five days with a Kundalini breath and hip self-hypnosis technique that was given to me by my teacher In five days, that habit was completely, that pattern rather, was completely eliminated. It was replaced by another pattern, and I was able to move forward into a clean and basic focus without that 
interference of that addictive behavior pattern. But it took me a while to rebuild my brainstem, which mm-hmm. is where the uh, the THC tends to reside and um, clear my lungs. Mm-hmm. So it just depends. But I have incredible vision. I have a very powerful auric field attraction and protection. And like I said, I'm in all white right now. I've got my special mojo jewelry on and all that. It's all very, I love this. It's so mm-hmm. much fun because I'm like a ritual queen. I love all that kind of stuff. But I do all this very systematically without being rigid to have this big experience on the daily. And because shit's going to come in, man. Yes. I mean, this is how it works <laughs> nowadays. Left field, boom. But at least I'm somewhat, I'm kind of aware when it's going to come in. And this is part of my what my practice brings me. And I'm also very good at maneuvering. And how do I pivot? And how do I deal with this? Because challenges are always opportunities. Always. Gosh. I just got chills when you say that because I, that's actually one of the things that I say all the time is that I see challenges yeah. as opportunity, opportunity for improvement, opportunity to learn and the ability yeah. you know, to turn those challenges into that. I think that that's one of one of the most important things to do in life. And to your point, you know, like when life throws these curveballs at us, it's so important that we have these practices in place, you know, to help us work through that and it's easy to say, oh, just trust, <laughs> you know, it is, you know, and it, a lot of it is about trusting that everything is just going to work out too. But when you have a, you know, tools and resources and practices to help you keep, you know, grounded and centered, something that maybe would be so, such have such an impact, it isn't as mm-hmm. impactful when, when you're centered and grounded. And uh, agreed. I, I really feel everyone needs to have a spiritual discipline of some sort at this time on the planet. This, this is just one of those vehicles. Yeah. And one of the things you said that really resonated for me is the fact that you were able to overcome, you know, an addiction to THC in just five days. I completely understand how hard that is because an addiction runs in my family and I smoked, I smoked for years and it took me almost, it took me about a year and a half to really overcome that. So that just is a huge testament of how strong, mm-hmm. you know, and powerful this modality truly is to be able to kick that in yes. five days. Like I'm in awe. <laughs> I know it's extraordinary. It was a miracle. And this is mm-hmm. the this is the path of miracles. This practice brings you miracles on the daily. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing that you said was about how everybody has a different experience. And some people might, you know, have visual downloads and it's about the vessel. And I find that that's really true also in my line of work, which is, you know, the quantum healing hypnosis, where we do you know past mm-hmm. life regressions and we tap into the subconscious mind to get those questions and answers. Oftentimes I find after sessions that clients have significant, profound downloads. And sometimes, you know, clients may, may not necessarily have that experience. They might, things might come up later, a couple of weeks, you know, maybe a month down the road where there's like synchronicities. And I recently had the chance to have a session with you last week, a lovely experience. What was that like for you, the experience of doing a quantum healing session? Did you get those downloads after? What was it like after for you? It was very relaxing. It was very affirming. It was very reassuring. I just had this sense of being very connected. Sometimes I do feel a little alone. So a little lonely and spiritual journey, especially as a spiritual leader in this community. So 
that I was very grateful for. And yes, my dreams. I don't dream a lot because I do so much meditation work that my subconscious stays pretty clear, Mm. pretty managed. But oh man, big time dreams. (laughs) I just love that. Yeah. One thing that you touched on too is about this journey sometimes being lonely and you know, to anybody out there that's listening, who's feeling that you're, you're not alone in that feeling. <laughs> when right. we start this journey, oftentimes we'll find that relationships just don't align anymore. Or for me, I've had a lot of people maybe judging and trying to get me to live my life the way that they want me to. And so oh, yeah. it's been it's been lonely. I've, I've cut several relationships off. And it is just part of the path and part of the experience, I think. It is for real, not to say that everyone is going to have that experience. um, Mm -hmm. But yes, for sure. uh, If you're not in a right relationship, it's not a harmonious relationship. Mm -hmm. And you're just you know it, you know it, but you don't want to deal with it. uh, It will come right up full frontal, and you'll have to deal with it Mm -hmm. if you really want to progress. So that can be challenging for sure, because relationships can always be very complicated. Um, Not always, but typically they are, particularly family relationships. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, typically. Or or lifelong friends, too, who think that you're... They've gone off the deep end. But one thing, you know, that's positive about that is it as you clear out some of these old relationships that maybe don't align anymore, you make way for new friends like us. Like <laughs> we're recently Big new time. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I think that you're, you have the opportunity to then make more heartfelt, true, authentic relationships and that are lifetime and that have been maybe for many lifetimes and that you really make those connections that are never ending, which is so beautiful. It is. And then just talking again, you know, about quantum healing, I do have a question for you because I always tell my clients that everyone experiences hypnosis differently. What was mm-hmm. it like for you when you're describing the scenes, you know, in the past life? Do you feel what was going on or do you or were you more visual? How was that like for you? It was both. Mm-hmm. It was both. I mean, I definitely could feel, especially when I was work well. Actually, there was when I was walking through the desert and I was I had an animal that I had on tether. Mm-hmm. I definitely felt the tether in my hand. I could feel my feet on sand. It was a sand thing. I could just feel that I was a male. It was mm-hmm. very interesting and that we were on a, a very specific destination journey. And then I moved into that space of I don't know what the heck I was, but I was a depth definitely a different being that I have no idea what that was, but it felt different in my body. My body almost didn't even feel like a body. It's hard to describe, but then I was working with crystals and that felt really, really strong. I could literally feel the energy of the crystals. I could see colors and know that it was the prism uh, energy coming out of the crystals it was super trippy and I loved it. It is. That, it is so amazing. It's definitely. It was so trippy. And that's why I chose doing this line of work because it's, it's so unique and the experiences. And I just love hearing all the stories. And I recently found out that 
I can actually, you know, see what my clients are seeing. Like I didn't realize that as, you know, so like oftentimes when I'm asking questions and my clients going through the past life regression, I'll close my eyes and I see exactly what my client is seeing. And I didn't realize that I was, that I was doing that until I said something to a client later after the session she's like i didn't tell you that i think it was like oh yeah you had a pretty you know pale blue dress on she's like i never told you that and i was like yes you did and then when i went back and listened to the recording she actually never told me that and so one wow. thing that's interesting is as a practitioner a lot of us are developing that gift too like our gifts start to develop and grow as we conduct the sessions and can feel the energy flowing as well it's it's so amazing the power of our subconscious and how we're able to connect with our higher self to someone else's higher self. Yes. Agreed. And recently you made an announcement, I think it was on your Instagram live about the Kundalini collective, um, making a little bit of a transition, which is exciting for you. A big transition. <laughs> yes. What do you want to talk with that with our listeners a little bit? Sure. Or? Yeah. yeah, well, it's a little bit of a background. So when I moved back to Las Vegas from Southern Utah, which is where I, Kundalini discovered me and all that, mm -hmm. uh, was there for close to 16 years. And our family is all here. So we, we wanted to be close enough to where we could come back and forth. Came back anyway, fully in 2019 and really started setting my vision on, do I want to create a space here? And the answer was a resounding yes. And the location was very clear that it was going to be in the arts district. The arts district at that time was under the visionary, basically, projection of Tony Shea, who passed away, unfortunately, about yeah. a year or so ago. But his vision was to create this revitalization of the arts district area downtown, old downtown. Well, there's old downtown, and then there's the arts district a little bit south of that. And it was to have cool retail, art galleries, very creative vibe in this area. So I'm like, that's perfect for my Kundalini Collective studio. So I opened and then COVID hit. Well, I signed and started to open and then COVID hit. So I was able to open in 2020, December. And then 2021 actually was a really strong year for us. Things were still very quiet. Things weren't really taking off like they have shifted to now, which... The Main Street area, which is right where I am, has become Brewery Row, which is all microbrew on tap type bars. And it was just getting harder and harder last year in particular to hold mm -hmm. the energy of this very sacred space of the collective. And anyway, I just made a very powerful decision. It's a bold move that I'm going to close my studio location wise at the end of May and I'm building a private studio in my home, which is very close also to where my studio will, you know, was. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm in an old historic neighborhood that is, has the property and the ability to hold the space energetically, and it's going to just be fantastic. So I'll be reopened August the 1st. Yeah, it's it's a big, bold move, but I feel it in every cell that it's the right move. Took me a minute to get there. <laughs> I was very resistant to it because, again, mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier in this conversation, I'm a, I'm a stubborn woman. I mean, I'm very, like, focused, and I'm just going to get this done. And the universe said, 
no, Mundy, this is not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this. I'm like, no. And they're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about that because yeah. when the universe wants you to do something, you yeah. can try and resist it. But when it wants you to go in a certain direction, you oh, can yeah. fight it. And no, that, you got to surrender. <laughs> yeah. I actually experienced that when after I left my corporate you know, job, I wanted to do something part time as a segue into transitioning to my full time practice. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of experience, uh, you know, senior leadership for you know, 15, you know, 17 years. And I started applying for jobs. I kid you not, Mandy, I applied for over 200 part time jobs, with my background year. and experience. Do you want to know that I didn't get one single solitary phone call? <laughs> for part time, I was just looking for a little part time something, and I was, what is going on? And that can be discouraging. <laughs> um, it was it was scary. It was discouraging. I'm like, why is this happening? And mm-hmm. I I went all these things went through my mind to like, I'm on a blacklist. <laughs> to like, just like, <laughs> what is it? What's wrong with me? And finally, in a meditation, I just surrendered and was like, it's not your path. <laughs> And I, and I knew that deep down, I, I was being stubborn, like you just said, I was being stubborn to I'm a little bit scared, holding kind of fear based how society is like, we live in a monetary society. But once I just surrendered, then, you know, clients started to come full time. And I even got some work doing web design to tie me over. And when I just let go and surrendered, everything fell into place. And it's that kind of sounds like you just went through a little bit of a similar experience with, you know, being stubborn and then just finally surrendering. Yeah. Prosperity can flow in many different ways. And when we try to put ourselves into a box of how we societal norm Mm -hmm. is programming us to create prosperity it typically for beings like us who are very free thinking and very creative and very intuitive and very high vibe, it doesn't work. It It's actually quite painful. And so if we can just trust that everything will go exactly as it needs to go, if you surrender and trust, and of course, you've got to take right action towards it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. it's It's going to take work, no doubt. But if you just really trust in that, and if you're going to go way left, then go way left. That's what's being directed and showing to you that this is the way. You know, I like to watch The Mandalorian and their tagline is, this is the way. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I had tried to get into that show. I think I started it like four times and I just couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't get into into it. it. I might try again because so many people keep talking about it and recommending it, but I might give it another shot. It's very cutting edge because it's it's a unique director, uh, John Favreau, who mm. has actually pulled a huge collaboration of other directors and very creative people that normally in Hollywood are very segregated. Mm. And he's pulled them all together into this beautiful bundle of creativity where they're all collaborating they did a whole documentary on it really i love that and i love anything sci-fi i'm really big i don't <laughs> love like star trek and star Wars. anything sci-fi i'm all i'm all about it yeah i do have another question so about your transition so mm-hmm. are you going to close so you said you close on may 1st and then may you're 31st 
May, May 31st. 31st. Okay. Yes. And then you reopen on August 1st. Yes. Okay. So a little bit of, of a gap there. And you always keep us updated though on TikTok and Instagram, oh, yeah. which I just love that your morning Instagram. <laughs> I have a great team that's very supportive with me and mm-hmm. they're wonderful. They're all young kids. You know, that's what we got to have these days. So it's good. I just give them, okay, let's go in this direction. And this is the content uh, vibe that I want to show and, and talk about and share and mm-hmm. they get it and do it. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And besides this transition, but do they know it's a big, it's a big project and transition? Is there anything else that, that you're working on right now? I know you recently did a retreat in Hawaii. Do you have any mm-hmm. upcoming retreats or events within the next year or anything that uh, listeners could keep a lookout for? Thank you. Yes, I have a really powerful retreat coming up in October in Zion, which is like in our backyard in Springdale. It'll be my fourth consecutive time of returning to this property. It's called Namaste. Mm. Namaste. And they're in Springdale. It's a beautiful, gorgeous five-star property. I don't do do anything half-assed. It's got to (laughs) be it's got to be, you know, at least four stars for me because I want my clients to be comfortable. And really be supported with beautiful food, exquisite dining, an amazing practice space, comfortable rooms, and just have this incredible environment that they can really, really let go in. So we're going to go October the 26th through the 30th this year, and it will be a rebirthing and sound immersion. We're going to go repelling on um, Lamb's Knoll uh, as an excursion uh, mm-hmm. experience of Letting go of your fears. Let's go backwards off a cliff. <laughs> you know, you just struck a nerve with me on that. And a good one, though, because we, <laughs> like two weeks ago, we went to Puerto Vallarta. Yes. Um, and we went to Saulita, which I chatted a little bit with you about Saulita. Yes, I've looked and at it. I, we booked this excursion to go zip lining, and part of the zip lining excursion was repelling. And I kid you not, I had such anxiety and yes. panic for weeks. I was like, yeah. I have built this pulling <laughs> experience up to like, I, it's going to yeah. be cliffhanger. Does, if you remember that movie cliffhanger with, yes. um, so I, that's what I pictured in my yeah. mind. Yeah. So, uh, anxiety is a bitch got a hold of me. And on the day of the excursion, I was like shaking. <laughs> Bless you. I was a mess and I'm like, I'm going to do this. And you know, let me tell you, it was nothing. It's so liberating. It's like, oh my gosh, my, what in the world? Yeah, we we repelled off of three cliffs. And when I got over the first one, I just closed my eyes. I'm like, Lord, if I'm going to die, then take me now. That's it. (laughs) And when I got to the bottom of the cliff, I said, oh my goodness, like, I put myself through hell for weeks over that. <laughs> That's a metaphor for our life. Yes. It's oh. really a metaphor for life, honestly. Yeah. So it's just ironic that you mentioned, <laughs> did you mention that? Because I just experienced that and overcoming yeah. that fear was so, it was so liberating. And now I'm so glad. Now I love it. I want to go again. <laughs> yeah. Then it's like, woohoo, let's keep going. Let's go higher. Let's go longer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're going to have a conscious dying experience on this retreat. Um, it, it's a very, very powerful um, Kriya and meditation to literally go through the process of what death is like. And, you know, when we embrace death, which is inevitable, yeah. we release all that fear and we can truly live. Mm-hmm. 
That's so true. Where could listeners go to learn more about uh, about you and, and about your retreats and everything that you have uh, coming up? My website is uh, life. It's all there. Yes, and I'll include all of your information and everything in the show notes for listeners too. So right. that, yeah, they can learn more about your retreats and the studio and everything that you have coming up. What's a final thought that you would like to leave us with today, Mandy? Um, you know, it is such a joy and a privilege to be able to share these teachings with everyone. And these come directly from my own personal experience with them. And my biggest takeaway for myself is that I was not being my authentic self. I was really going through just this programming that Southern women get from the minute that they realize that they're being, oh, you got to dress a certain way, talk a certain way, you got to be a certain way. And that was not me. I mean, that's definitely part of me, but that's not authentically who I am. So once I really had the release of fear of being different from that, Mm -hmm. I truly started to become me. I started to just be me. And it was very liberating. It was very affirming. It was very heart opening and it was very empowering. So it's my takeaway that I hope that everyone who's listening to this has some sort of a spiritual discipline in their life. I would love to meet you and be able to share with you this spiritual discipline that I practice myself personally and that I teach very joyfully and with a lot of fun and humor because I think life is not so fun a lot of times, but yeah. So I hope to uh, hear from you. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. You're amazing. Thank you. It's been so lovely having you on, on the show today. And I would just kind of like to, to your point, you know, Everybody has their magic and it's just a matter of harnessing it and overcoming fear. When you overcome fear and you're not afraid to do that and you can really step into the person that the world needs you to be, we're transforming spiritually and it's about you know, mm-hmm. letting go of old concepts and not doing things the same way. So no, we're creating a whole new paradigm. Why yeah. could do? <laughs> All right, now, Mandeep, I think it's time to call this one. And it's been so lovely having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Have a beautiful day. You too. This podcast is brought to you by The Soul Experience, quantum healing hypnosis. Are you ready to embark on an inward journey of quantum healing? Quantum Healing Hypnosis is the most profound method of inner work and self-healing someone can do while on a spiritual path. In a single session, you experience past life regression, exploration between lifetimes, self-healing performed by your subconscious, release of trapped trauma, and answers to your most important life questions. Your higher self has a message for you and is here to help you and guide you on this life journey. Book a session today with Jennifer Mitchell at thesoulexperiences.com.